Hello everyone, this is Pastor Jaddy coming live and directly to you all. I want to take a second and thank you for tuning in to our Hope Center podcast. I pray that as you listen to this message, you are blessed, empowered, and also encouraged to cancel the noise. God bless you all. You remember that there was a time on a flight that they would give you headphones and pillows and blankets, a full meal, drinks, and you didn't have to pay extra, right? But let's move on. <laughs> Back to my story. So shortly after receiving his headphones, he became very irritated, very annoyed because the noise of the plane drowned out the music that he was trying to enjoy. How many of us can relate to this man? Because there's so much noise, there's so much chaos, uncertainty and despair and hurt, and so much more. The list could go on, right? Of what's happening in the world that we live in today. That it's hard for us to focus on anything good. The news bombards us with the harsh realities of the world. Did you know that there is a thing called negative bias? Negative bias, according to psychologists, is the human's natural, the human brain's natural tendency to give weight to negative experiences than to positive ones. But today, I want to help somebody out. I'm bringing a simple word today. I want to talk about how to cancel the noise or the negative bias, right, in the most effective way possible. And to do so, I want us to go to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. And while you guys are looking for it in your home, here in this room, the Gospel of Luke does not identify its author, but there is substantial evidence that points Luke as its author. This Gospel was written so that its readers would know that the Gospel was for all. And back in those times, all meant Jews and Gentiles, right? Because we know that God came for his people the Jews, right? So the Gentiles were kind of, he didn't come for them, <laughs> but God's mercy and love, right? Through this gospel, we see that he came for all, all inclusive. It was primarily written for the Gentile Christians, and it was also useful for evangelism of non-Christians. So I want us to read Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 44, and I'm gonna be reading off of the English Standard Version. And the word of God says, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teachings. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So here we see Jesus arriving at Martha and Mary's house after traveling with his disciples while on their way to Jerusalem. And Martha is very hospitable and begins to prepare a big feast, right? To make her guests welcome. That's really the norm whenever we invite somebody into our homes. We want to give them the best of the best. We want them to feel welcome, right? We go above and beyond, right? So obviously, 
Martha is preoccupied with getting everything ready. Honestly, I could feel her pain. <laughs> I get anxious just walking into the kitchen. <laughs> but she soon becomes irritated and frustrated, and she's definitely looking for another set of hands to make the load easier. So I can already imagine her saying, any time now, Mary, help, help, right? Meanwhile, Mary in the midst of the chaos decides to just sit and focus on Jesus. And that is our first step in canceling the noise. We need to focus on Jesus. So fun fact about me or not, I don't consume my time, my free time uh, with watching the news. Uh, I, I promise you, I don't live in a bubble. I know what's going on in the world around me. But I, I just can't watch something that takes my good vibes away, right? <laughs> I'm all about the good vibes. Um, I remember uh, not too long ago, I visited uh, Pastor Mario and Pastor Ange, and their TV was on. And we weren't really paying it any mind. It was just there in the background. You know, sometimes we like to have stuff playing in the background. Um, and every so often, I would glance at the TV, and all I would see and hear, right, was the death tolls due to COVID. Throughout my entire duration of my visit, that's all that played on the TV. Nothing but bad news. And I remember thinking to myself, and this is exactly why I don't watch the news. Always killing my vibe. <laughs> so... I feel like Mary is me. Mary's all about the positivity, right? She wasn't concerned at all by what was happening around her. I'm sure she saw and she heard Mary, Martha, but she just simply wanted to receive what Jesus had in store for her. Her priority, her focus was Jesus. See, when that happens, we're cool, calm, and collected. Nothing around us moves us when our eyes are fixed on Jesus. A few years ago, this was way, way, way back in the day, um, I was listening to a spoken word by Bishop Joseph Garlington, and he spoke about holding two different realities. His daughter was complaining to him, Dad, I have a headache. And she said, sweetie, don't say you have a headache. Decl believe that you are healed so she stood there and she said okay dad I believe I'm healed I believe I'm healed but my head still hurts <laughs> so what am I trying to tell you it's okay to acknowledge the chaos it's okay to acknowledge everything that's going on in your life it's okay we're humans right but never lose focus on Jesus Never lose focus on Jesus. Because eventually, the more you focus on Jesus, the quieter the noise becomes. One reality, right? One reality will overpower the other. Jesus' reality will overpower the world's reality. But you have to focus on Jesus. You have to focus on Jesus. See, what's happening, I'm not, I'm not telling you to ignore what's happening in the world. It's real. What's happening in the world is real. The situation that you're going through is real. 
you might be battling with your health, you might be throwing the word divorce around in your home. You might be fighting with an addiction. You might be fighting with addictions. You know, you might be struggling with your kids. And all of that is real. I'm not neglecting the fact that it's real. But so is Jesus. He's as real as the air that we breathe, that we feel. I think last Sunday I literally was walking to my car from a service and I could feel the wind and the thought really came to me. My God is real. I don't see it. I don't see the wind. I don't see the air, but I feel it. That is how real the God that we serve is. He's bigger than your problem. And what we neglect to understand when we're in the middle of a storm, right? Pastor Friend talked about storms. When we're in the middle of the storm is that we're focusing on the storm and not on the one who calms the storm. But once our focus is on Jesus, we then experience his presence, which leads me to my second point. We need, once we focus on Jesus, we then experience his presence. So if we go back to verses 40 and 42, right? But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So we see Mary complaining to Jesus, right? We see Martha complaining to Jesus about Mary not helping her. So Jesus also focused in on Martha and he listened to her cry for help. But he also took the time to point her in the right direction. So Jesus acknowledged the two realities, right? The chaos and the stillness. But he told Martha, you need to be in my presence. How many times have we missed out on experiencing his presence because we're preoccupied, right? With things that we can't even figure it out. I've, guilty, been there, done that. We place so much time and energy on things that are out of our control. If anybody knows me, you will know that I am a control freak. You know, and, and by the grace of God, I've gotten better as the years progress. But I've gained nothing, absolutely nothing. If anything, if anything, I've lost so much time, so much energy. Because I, you gain absolutely nothing other than being miserable, other than worrisome. And you know what? When our physical bodies are in turmoil, come on, there's no way that you can function. His word says that his peace surpasses it all. And we find that in Philippians 4, 7, right? A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that cannot be explained, but can only be experienced. But we only experience that peace in his presence. So Jesus went as far as telling Martha that Mary had chosen the good portion and that it would not be taken from her. You imagine you going to your parent and telling them so-and-so did this and your parents like, 
but I'm still not going to change the situation, right? <laughs> because what is the good portion? The good portion is to be in close fellowship with him. That is the greatest possession in life. If you have nothing else, if I have nothing else in life, I still have the greatest possession in life because I have his presence. As part of the onboarding process for the worship team here at Hope Center, I have everyone, we read a book together on the person of the Holy Spirit. And in that book, the author explains that there are different types of relationships. So today I wanna to share with you three different types of relationships. There's the physical, which is the lowest and most superficial, right? This is where most romantic relationships begin. And if you stay at this level, it's only a matter of time before you start getting bored of the person. Right, because there's nothing else. Appearance change, times, as you grow, the wrinkles, white hair. Guys, I pulled five white hairs recently, but that's, that's not here or there, but just wanted to throw that out there. But it's true, as we age, we change. So if we're building a relationship based on physical, right, on a physical level, there's, there's nothing there, right? But then there's another level, which is the soul level. And this is the level in, 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 in which we get to experience the personality of a person, right? So now we move, we move past the, oh, she's cute, oh, he's cute. It's, oh, this person is actually a nice person. Oh, this person actually brings X, Y, and Z to the table, right? So you're not so concerned about, okay, well, you get a few pounds, you know? It's, you're, you start to think, but it's okay, because I still love you. I love your personality, right? And this is a level in which marriages should be built on. But then there's a spiritual level. And let me tell you, that is the highest and that is the deepest type of relationship that will ever exist. And Mary was there. That's why Jesus could not take her away. Because that's what Jesus wants for us. Jesus wants us to experience the highest level of relationships. That's why he invited Martha to experience his presence. If we read Psalm 16, verse 11, again, the English Standard Version, it says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So does it say there that in, in your presence, there is doubt, there is fear, there is sadness? No, it says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. That doesn't neglect what's going on around you. But it does reassure you that in his presence, you are safe. That in his presence, you have joy. That in the midst of the storm, you have joy. See, when we're in his presence, nothing else matters. His presence is so divine and perfect that there aren't enough verbs in any language to describe it. That is why Mary was uninterested in what was happening around her, and I don't blame her. Because I'll be honest with you, I could spend the rest of my life trying to come up with ways to describe what it is to be in his presence, and I will always come short. I will always come short. I can try my best, but until you experience it for yourself, there are no words enough to describe it. That's how perfect his presence is. So the world could crumble, right? 
but we would still have the greatest possession in life. And that's the end goal. So I want to bring you back to the story that I told you in the beginning. I left it off with a very frustrated Amar Bose, unable to enjoy his music. He could have given in to the noise, right? He could have just taken his headphones off and be like, fine, I'm going to endure this flight as is. But he made a decision on that plane. He chose to focus and design a way to cancel the noise. He wanted the ability to experience music without any distractions. Today, we know that Bose is a leader in noise canceling headphones. So you're watching me today, right? Or maybe you're in this living room and you're struggling with the realities of life. You're drained, frustrated, whatever, whatever you're going through, right? Whatever situation it is and just overwhelmed by it all. But I wanna challenge you all today to make a transformative decision, to focus on Jesus, to choose that reality today. The world is canceling everything now, right? Cancel culture, right? So why can't we cancel the noise? Cancel the noise and experience Jesus.